everyone and welcome to episode 5 of the Movie Bunker podcast with me Chris and me Matt. This is episode 5 of the podcast that they said would never last. <laughs> but what do our wives do? <laughs> <laughs> but there are lots of films for us to review that are in Shitsville. Mm. It was Matthew's turn to choose uh, the film for viewing this time round and he chose this film... The resort. The Chromosynae outbreak ten years ago was the deadliest pandemic the world has ever known. A virus that kills people and brings them back to life. Despite everything, humanity prevailed. The resort is a sun-drenched island where guests can pay to shoot the undead. I created the resort to make your fantasies come true. All guest vehicles away. Pop is live. Chromosome pandemic gave each of us a story, and those stories led us all to this island. Because here at the resort, we firmly believe every apocalypse deserves an after party. What is happening here? The whole park is down. So, Matthew, <laughs> give us a rundown. What's the plop synopsis? The plop synopsis day one, relax. Day two, hunt. Day three run. Following a near-apocalyptic zombie outbreak, humans are once again in control. If an occasional rogue zombie finds his way into everyday life, I like the way everyday life, like do the shopping, pop to Aldi, fruit counter, oh, fucking hell, zombie. There's a reanimated corpse. (laughs) (laughs) It is quickly disposed of by the authorities. In this day and age, people know how to handle Zs. The latest craze is zombie safari. A chance to go out and shoot the undead in the wild. The ultimate blood sport experience and for the many, ultimate therapeutic revenge following the losses suffered during the outbreak. Little do the vacationers realise they're actually in a highly controlled environment. I bet they realise. I probably know that. I hope that that was the case yeah, at least. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, where the zombies are always kept at a safe shooting distance. Nothing is left to chance. Nothing is unplanned. So far, we can broach straight into my my pet peeve of zombie things. Yeah, is the overuse of the letter Z. It's not needed. Don't have to change every possible place to a Z. And uh, what, what do you mean in terms of the title of this? Film? Well, yeah, that's one of the many examples, and the you know the fact in that in that plop synopsis they change safari to zafari. It's just not necessary. We haven't done a horror. Yet, have we either? This is a genre first I, for us. I still don't think we have. <laughs> no, this is not a horror film. No. It's more of a. It's a genre. It's a zombie genre flick. Two thousand and fifteen, uh, it was released. I'm fairly certain it didn't get a cinematic release. It got some in Spain. It played to five screens and like five hundred. Five hundred people <laughs> went to see this film in Spain. Yeah, because it's shot in Spain. Is that right? Mallorca, I believe. Right, which is beautiful place. Unless you're being attacked by the undead. So yeah, who directed this film? Um, some no-mark. <laughs> uh, I had a look at his uh, his directorial history and he's done like a couple of other horror films. It's, it's definitely um, his his bag. Steve Barker, who's got no film pedigree, right? None. Runtime, 93 minutes, right it's on the button. Lovely, lovely. We do like a crap film, which is no longer than an hour and a half long. No. The film opens up. We're finding now to be the staple of the kind of shit film where it's mm. exposition of uh, yeah. of what's happened before. Now we have the uh, broken news report footage. Um, so yeah, the, the, so they tell you there's been this world apocalypse, and afterwards uh, we've beaten all the zombies. Yes. Apart from 
in Mallorca. And um, yeah, so they decided to leave these uh, zombies on this island, this finite number of zombies on this island, and then go and offer holiday excursions to shoot them. Yeah, it's it's so atypical, isn't it, and formulaic in terms of its setup. Okay, we really should go over some health and safety. So rule number one, bites, not blood. Like never to mind, we went to school, yeah? Robo syndrome A is passed through saliva, so beware of teeth. So you'll know rule number two? The fresher they are, the faster they are. Yes, but since all of our shufflers date back to the war, that doesn't really matter out here. So rule number three, if you don't shoot them in the head, you're pretty much dead. What do you think we are, noobs? Yeah, so taking us on our journey to the resort, we have the main... I guess we'll call the main character the main character, yeah. So something that's never really flashed out massively is that she's suffering from sort of PTSD from the, the zombie apocalypse. Her dad died during the zombie apocalypse, so she's having therapy for that. And um, they recommend that the best way to get over a horrible zombie apocalypse is to go on a horrible zombie holiday. Mm. <laughs> it makes perfect sense to me, you know? Yeah, yeah. Got one? Yeah. Okay, now remember. Breathe in. And when you're ready, squeeze and fire. She's there with her boyfriend, who's ex ex special forces, as well. It turns out. Well, he was definitely involved during the sort of like the war of the zombies. We can't call it World War Z. Z for copyright reasons. For many copyright reasons, and also Z isn't in the English language. No, World War Z. Z. It's a strange place because I mean, this this holiday looks plush, doesn't it? I mean, once yeah, you, once you finally get to the resort, it's a beautiful. Uh, villa, the boat that takes there is very swanky, and the, the staging area where you begin your beautiful holiday, right next to a refugee camp. <laughs> yes. Now, nothing says to me five star holiday more than huge sprawling refugee camp in the background of my vistas. The refugees are important and key to the story. Why? Why is there a refugee camp there? Because can you remind me that? Because I've I've missed this point during the zombie apocalypse. A lot of people become displaced, as they do in many wars. <laughs> We'll talk about the ending and kind of the, the twist, if you like, of this film, which I wouldn't say necessarily is a twist because, as I say, it's fairly obvious yes. at the beginning. Even when you think about the premise of the whole entire thing, it's <laughs> it's obvious that it wouldn't last long as a business venture. If you're taking something out, yeah, something yeah. has to be put back in. Yeah, the zombies need to be replenished. They do. So how the zombies are in this, in this resort or this uh, Jurassic Park for zombies there are hosts if you like um and your guests a bit like westworld i guess in a way so you'll you'll be on site with a, a member of staff in a buggy or a jeep yeah and taken through a some buildings and you know some some terrain and you'll be in, invited to shoot the zombies that pop out at you a bit like a gun range um the zombies are alive but they're chained or they're um attached to the furniture so there's no, in. yeah there, there's no way you'll you if, Allegedly, there's no way that you know you can come to any harm. They're kept at arm's length, and you've got an expert on site with you at all times, so you can let loose with your guns and you know let the blood spill. Okay, take your time, relax. Just remember everything you were shown on the range. There is a kind of security alert on the on the island based on what we think might be some sort of saboteur influence. Of there is yes, one of the competition winners or someone who's 
on the resort uh, has used a pen drive as you do as you do. To, to upload or download and has infected. So this film, as you're describing it, Chris, yeah. sounds good. Yeah, and that's a, the yeah. problem here, isn't yeah. it? Is that the film that you're describing sounds cracking, and it is like I had hope for this film yeah. that it would be um, it would be not shit. They, they, they've they've taken off on this island, and then I had like instantly. This is where the issue started for me. Is that it would be so expensive. Yeah. This holiday would be massively expensive. I mean, just going to Mallorca on an all-inclusive holiday is really quite dear. Especially as the economy is probably just recovering from, you know, loss of life in and life. Yeah. So the only way they could make this reasonable in value is is to have a mass amount of people there. So it kind of implies like it's like a like a package type of holiday. Yeah. And this is where kind of the limitations of the film start to sort of eke out because mm. There's not enough people in this film. Yeah. So they're, they're trying to create kind of this, uh, the resort, because like um, a, a few more of the synopsis and taglines and stuff is like party time, you know. Yeah. Pool time, then die. Um, and like you see like five, six guests. They're trying to be like party animals without a party. Yeah. <laughs> there is there is nothing there like, and like Claire Goose from... Casualty pops up on stage. She's the, like the evil corporation. Yeah, she's the the face doing of an American accent. She's it's funny because she's the only American voice I think in the whole film because all the cast I think are British or European. Yeah, so yeah. it's and a I think, British film. Yeah, it's a British film, and so yeah, they've made Claire Goose um, American. this character American. Maybe to finally outweigh all those evil Brits. Yeah, you know, actually, you know what? We're gonna have an evil American. And, and she's, screw you. She's she's instantly hissable, isn't she? She has this air of um, you know, yeah. I don't you know. Things. They have like a very specific zombie that they kinda of poke at her for a bit, don't they? Yeah, they bring out this zombie to show you and she's taunting this zombie and um there seems to be some sort of something behind the eyes of this zombie. Uh, she's not maybe completely not with it, if that makes yeah. sense. Because I think later on in the film she's controlling other zombies, maybe that's I alluded to because yeah, she says kind of... Oh anyway. It's difficult. There's lots of ideas floating around. I mean, this this film has got lofty aspirations, but it just doesn't quite pull it off. No. As do, they, do they overreach themselves? Could they have pared back some of the ideas to make it more budget? Could the resort have been, you know, maybe not quite so plush and more believable? Yeah. <laughs> it's such a middle-aged man thing. Just they're going, well, that would have fucking cost a fortune. <laughs> Before we go on to discuss the plot a bit more, I think there's, there's a lot of similarities between this film, and I'm not a massive gamer anymore, but isn't there a computer game called The Island? Dead Island. Dead Island, where there's... A, I know it's a, it's not a similar thing, because obviously it's not a, it's not a theme park. Dead Island is the most disappointing game in the history of games ever, because it had the greatest trailer that I nearly wept to. I know the trailer you mean, it's very um, moving. The game come out, and I really wanted to play it because, you know, having an emotional content within a game like this would have been amazing. I didn't play it straight away because the reviews were poor, then I got it on some sort of weird offer, and I played it, and, oh, it was like such the opposite to the trailer. But yeah, it, it has the same sort of feel to it. It hasn't got the sort of safari element to it. Um, it's got the sort of tropical island yeah this this island is more of a dusty uh, there's no well there's a little bit of forestry areas but it's very mainly yeah. sort of desert and old buildings and things like that and like an old town that they walk through isn't it yeah that's where they put like the shooty zombies yeah. they, they sort of spring them you know like uh you've seen it in every sort of cop movie where the rookie cop 
comes of age and then does the gun training thing where yes. they go through and like a <laughs> the uh <laughs> the the paper that <laughs> does not that does not suit you that move <laughs> the paper terrorist comes out yeah and then the small Headshot. child pops up yeah. oh nearly shy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they have that. They have that. But instead of a paper terrorist, it's a zombie on a on a, on a, on a door a, on, a wooden, on a door. Yeah, popping yeah. out. Uh, the next issue I have from a middle-aged man, right? So first, cost. Mm-hmm. Second, health and safety. Insane. Have you used a gun before? No. Oh, have an Uzi. I've done archery with various things, and the amount of safety involved. Yeah, goggles. Oh, the lot. And then that was just a fire down range, but these people unbelievable. With the very weak, the zombies uh, aren't the most dangerous thing on this island. The complete lack of health and safety <laughs> is the most dangerous thing on this island. You've got to assume it's still a European Union, so <laughs> that these these uh, legislations and things like that, restrictions, are probably still in play. Yeah. There's a virus that's been uploaded into the system and there's all these tech uh, <coughs> IT specialists in this control room, a bit like... Yes. Um, Jurassic Park and all that sort like, of chat. Yeah. Exactly, exactly the same. Like, exactly as, the same. Yeah. And she stood there watching it all happen, the, the big wig, uh, the American boss lady, and as as all these um, systems start to fail, a la It happens Jurassic really Park. quickly as well, though, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. It just turn it off and turn it on again. That could be the worked. ideal situation, which yeah. is normally what happens. But yeah, the system starts to fail. Obviously, then doors become unlocked, chains and things that were holding these zombies uh, obviously become loose and then these zombies are then allowed to, to move around and that's when the shit yeah, hits the health fan. and safety nightmare yeah. when you're dealing with fire doors etc yeah. if they're automatically locked yeah. if there's a, a failure they, they have to remain unlocked if I'm designing zombie manacles I'm thinking to myself what should I do if there's a failure I know open them definitely the oh, best thing yes I never thought of that there'd be no reason for them to be lockable do- no high-vis. Not a single high-vis did I see. There are not many characters in, in this movie. We've established that the cast is very, very, very small. And the extras are very, very... So the central grouping. Yeah. There's go, through who, go through the stereotypes we have there. So we've got... Stereotypically, we've got a girl who transpires to be the saboteur. Yeah. We've got another Mina Moody lady who's the daughter of the dead dad who's with her boyfriend, obviously, to, to try and get some sort of therapy on this holiday. We've got the grizzled guy. Veteran, yeah. Veteran is the better word. And who's Doug... Um, Do Grey Scott. Do Grey Scott, beg your pardon. So that's him, and then there's this sort of comedy element, if you like, but it's more of an annoying presence of these two very stereotypical Jack the Lad type boys in it. Like, yeah. And they're like talking like this, like from the street, and like, hey, yo, old man, there's like zombies coming at us from every area. Like, yeah. Get a gun, man. Shoot them things in it. <laughs> shoot them, shoot things, them things, things there, come on, and gnash your teeth and all that thing. That's shameful. Allow me, yeah? And then there's another group of um, like businessmen with a kind of Hooray Henry type sort of uh, 
business guy taking them on. Yeah, very much like uh, yeah, karaoke drugs. Yeah, is yeah. How I yeah, refer yeah. to this sort of group of businessmen. Cannon fodder. We've all, we've all seen them. Zombie fodder. In their expensive bars with their expense accounts. Eventually, you know, what what happens is they get picked off one by one and they're you know the the rest of the film then just turns into them running from or walking in some cases from one area to the next there was one scene which i you know i thought this is typical of this sort of genre so they're walking through the woods or the forest to get to another area where they think or assume it might be safe for them so a lockdown yes. area uh, this is the main group of characters anyway um so they're walking kind of single file or you know having little chats and this is an a, this is a time for the characters to be fleshed out a little bit you know to break be, out their stereotypes yeah yeah and so they're having these conversations and you get to know a little bit of people's backstories but it's so um superficial and there's just not enough weight behind any of it anyway and then you get the typical zombie attack to the neck which yes. comes out of nowhere <laughs> and it's always the same it's like you would see and hear this thing coming uh, up uh, to the side of you i can't get my head around that being okay it, in cinema let's just be clear that, that this is not an issue with this film that this is an issue with literally every bit of zombie media is the, yeah, the yeah. whole oh right well at least we're ah yeah, <laughs> and yeah. then there's a zombie on your neck yeah because whether um, it's a yeah whether it's a fast zombie or a slow zombie i think i'd like to get on touch on that a bit later on yes and what you what we consider to be the right way to do it even with a fast zombie it's going to make a lot of noise running through the trees or running across the pavement or whatever so you've got time to prepare or at least flinch you don't uh, see any zombie ninjas no, 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 they're not stealth, they're not stealth like. Stealth. They haven't got the capacity to do stealth. It's Metal Gear Zombie. Good analogy. Thank you. I'll repeat what you said about the fact that there aren't enough extras. So the threat is not yeah. real enough. So there is another scene where they're trying to escape from one area to the next. There's a small gap in the fence, and it's that usual thing. And who's going to sacrifice himself? And, you know, the guns are running out of ammo. It's that usual thing and you've got your favourites if you want to survive and you've got the ones you're not too fussed about <laughs> uh, most of them you know, you couldn't really give two shits about really um, so again, to touch on this point of the, the reason they have to get off the island yeah. so at the beginning we see kind of like I guess at the beginning we're actually seeing the end of the film when we're getting the newspaper reports so they have Operation Brimstone something Brimstone Operation Brimstone so if they sense that if communication with the island breaks down a bit like North Korea yeah what they're planning to do is just nuke it. Uh, they send, they're going to send out loads of drones. So, so these people can't just sort of like hold up and wait for rescue. I want to talk about the, the validity of Operation Brimstone. So it's an island yeah. with zombies on it. Why? Why would you just nuke it? Why not just leave, leave it? it? It's a flawed bit of fake peril. Brimstone protocol does not need to exist because uh, the the zombies are quite fine, thank you very much, being isolated on the out on the island. If anything, you send in the rescue teams to, to, to bring to shut it down and bring people out. And yeah. and uh, if I was uh, in control of a zombie island, that's what I'd do. <laughs> Actually, I'm sa- as, as, as I'm saying this, does the final scene not put credence to Operation Brimstone? In fact, it proves that it's ineffective. Because you get them all come out of the sea, don't you? Yeah, well, yeah, because all the fire... They, but, yeah. They're like, ah! I mean, the zombies, you know, they've got a bit of self-preservation. So what Operation Brimstone actually did was drive, drive them, them off the, the island sea. and into the sea. We're going to skip to the end. Skip to the end. So essentially, we the only known survivors that we know... 
Yeah. Well, the only known survivor that we know is the girl, the main character, the one that's gone there for therapy about because for, of her dead father. Yes. So she escapes everything, and in the process of moving from one dark room to another and running down one dark corridor to another and actually turning back and running back on where she's just been. Where being there was horribly let down by her man choices. Yes, there were some hideous choices. Uh, she makes it out into the open after discovering that the big twist, which we, we should get on, is dun, this dun, dun. sub-political plots and maybe, yeah, I know what the director and the writer are trying to say here and there's some subliminal messages, I guess, going on, is that the, the refugee camp is basically... They're harvesting these refugees for the zombies yeah. and, uh, and they're being... Um, there's an ageing room, isn't who, there? Who, yeah. So to make them look yes. older... And they, also there's there was... Um, uh, a kind of throwaway kind of plot point when they said, oh, the older the zombie gets, the slower they are. So, and they're like, oh, is there any, any fast zombies here? And they're like, no, 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 no. Because they're all obviously old zombies because they were before the apocalypse. So they kind of, yeah. and yeah. Then, then they have to, yeah, so they, they have this exposition of, um, at the end where, where during it, which she's gone through like a heater, like an oven, where they, they bake the zombies um, and yeah. make them older, which it's is a strange it, concept. Yeah. But this wouldn't... It wouldn't be possible. People would be going, where's... Yeah. yeah. Where's Pedro gone? Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't know, he went in that room over there and... Never came back. Never. What's that smell? <laughs> oh, it smells like that time Pedro burnt his hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's... It's such a. I can understand what they're trying to say is, is there these people are expendable and forgotten about, and there's a lot of subtext going on about refugee camps and yeah. the facelessness of it all, and you know it's a nice idea. It's got weight to it, but it's just the movie has not got the budget or the balls to kind of pull it off. The film takes itself extremely seriously. There is not a moment of brevity. I don't. Think. No, there's no apart from obviously the Chuckle Brothers. Right but they're, yeah, but they're not. They're, they're not, not they funny enough. Annoyed. They're just not funny. They're just downright annoying. And I don't think they're written to be funny. I just think they're written to be down with it. You know. Yeah. And um, for me, if there was any, if they, if they could just have injected the script with some humour, or at least had some tongue in cheek, you could have forgiven some of these issues. But it's that he's trying to say too much in a short period of time without the budget. And if it was um, something smaller, I mean, there's, there are other zombie films which they, that this sort of thing is talked about or this you know they do a lot more with the money like uh, the girl with all the gifts i don't know oh, if you've yeah. seen that yeah you know, that's a very low budget film it's a different kind of zombie but um the the, the mood and the atmosphere they create with that without trying to be political or you know um i mean they've got some damn fine actors in that film but they do you know, yes. this this doesn't have it that that well, do great scott do great scott yeah <coughs> claire goose from casualty yeah well there you go all right okay I stand corrected. And zombie number four. I'm sure I've seen her in other zombie stuff. She was pretty good in um, Dunkirk. <laughs> um, Same makeup. Yeah. Getting back on topic. Yeah, it, it, there is. There's not enough light to the dark in this film to make it enjoyable. And I watched this film in three sittings. So, because I didn't feel I wasn't missing anything by just interrupting my viewing by yeah. you know having to. There's nothing on the. It's a case in point where if you can. It's a sign of a shitey film if you don't feel bad about yeah. stopping it. Yeah. So ultimately, she escapes. Well, she jumps into the water, uh, of the, or into the sea, and 
we assume or we know she does because there's there's uh, news reports thereafter because it goes back into news, news report speaks. mode after that and saying right yeah there has been an outbreak we've lost all communication operation brimstone is in full effect yeah um and then you see the island lighting up as she's jumping into it after being chased across a small field by a load of zombies that are clearly computer generated um and then there's another news report where they're on the beach and all the zombies start running out of the sea so they've they've made it across um i had issues as well with these final kind of chasing scenes yeah in that they wholesale stole from 28 days later 28 weeks yeah yeah with the they tried to mimic the music entirely, and even the sort of isometric shot, a camera angle, right? Yes, is yes. is like beat for beat taken yeah, yeah, from yeah. Um, like the boat chase scene and stuff in twenty eight days, twenty eight weeks later. Yeah, yeah, and from various to do the chase thing. So it's just like it's very formulaic. That that music from twenty eight days later was amazing, and I can't think that this would have had a much of a bigger budget than twenty eight days later. No, you're probably right. Uh, which is. Uh, fantastic and probably the finest past zombie film that there is uh, without a doubt without yeah. a doubt one of the best and that, that music that building music is Mogwai. incredible do great he had that very typical character arc of aloof dick that no one liked becomes essential dick because yeah. no one likes him but he has some skills to lovable dick who throws his life away. So yeah, he sacrifices himself. He goes so with the full dick spectrum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he redeems himself in from dickness. But yeah, so he he sacrifices Don't go himself towards the dick side. Or no. Forever will it blight your path. <laughs> goes straight into a sort of. Bundle of zombies. Yeah. Um, but we see him at the end. He's watching the news report about this lady. Yeah, so somehow he so managed He managed to... to get out of there, off the island before it exploded as well. The film ends with these zombies coming out of the water. And we know zombies can survive underwater because they don't breathe. They don't breathe. And again, it kind of is harping back to some of the best zombie literature. There's a great chapter in World War Z um, oh, yes. where the, some survivors are on a submarine on the bottom of the ocean floor and they can hear the scratching against the, the hull of the yeah. submarine and it's because zombies are out on the bottom of the seabed. It's not, it's not a new thing for zombies to be able to, to, to travel. Do zombies have sex with each other? Can they breed? Or is it just simply the virus propagation? I've never thought of that and I do you want to? No, and I don't know whether that's something they would be able to do because the dicks would fall off. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> Chatting up would be really tricky, wouldn't it? Uh. 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 <laughs> Great podcast material there as we're gesticulating and doing our finest zombie impressions. Yeah, I love a zombie fic. Oh, not this one, though. <laughs> Let's talk about zombies. I'd love to get your um, okay. your thoughts on zombies because it's one of my favourite subjects. And I don't think if you're a, a zombie fan... It's definitely its own genre now. I mean, it has broken yeah. away from horror. And it's, it's almost canon, you know. Yeah. You know, to kill a zombie, you've got to shoot them in the head. Yeah. Um, you know that as soon as a zombie touches you, you become made of Play-Doh. Yeah. You know, you get literally ripped limb from limb from something that couldn't even hold its own body weight two seconds later. So these are all canon things that happen in every every single zombie film. And George Romeo should be forever lauded for bringing this to us. Well, he is, isn't he? I yeah. mean, he is. He's, uh, he's such an iconic filmmaker. 
I want to hear from you, Matthew. Okay. I'd like you to talk to me about some of the best zombie genre stuff. Film, comic, TV. Hit me with it. Wow. Okay. Film. I mean, we, we, you can't really do much better than the Dawn of the Dead. I think the original. The original. That film is exactly what this film tries to be. It tries to have a social commentary. Yeah. Wrapped in um, a bit of sort of bubblegum horror. Yeah. Um, so it, it has that. It does that, and it does it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. It's one. I, I didn't even mind the remake of that. Yeah, I was going to say the Zack Schneider remake was pretty good. Because pretty good. James, yeah. James Gunn was involved. I didn't realise he was the producer of that film. They went with the Fasties. Though. God, they went with Fasties, didn't they? <gasps> they did not. And they shift. are sprinters. Oh, they're not fast runners. They're sprinty zombies. Yeah. And that I know we'll go off topic again. I want to hear some more from you in a second, Matthew. But yes. um, like, while we're on the subject of sprinters or runners, what? Why? Why have we got runners? I think I know why, but I'd like you to tell me why. Why have we got runners? Because you can talk more eloquently about this as me than me. I, I, I think it's just because we needed to up the game. Yeah. The peril stakes needed to become further. And So when Day of the Dead first came out, you know, double glazing didn't really exist. Yeah. A zombie could easily smash into your home. Yeah. Whereas I've thought, even recently, if there's a zombie apocalypse, I'd just shut the door. That is true. You know, and they'd be like... Ugh. And they they give me tons of them, and it wouldn't make any difference. No, because I wouldn't even shut the curtains. No, but not, back back in the seventies, eighties, yeah, oof, yeah, straight then, through they'd be. One decent football kick would take those windows out. <laughs> yeah, so, so yeah, I see what you're saying. So, so and, we need to add the peril. So, so what kickstarted that as well? I think as well as the uh, the infected virus zombie type thing as well. Yes. with, with twenty eight days later, the rage, the ragey type thing. Which I mean that, <laughs> but the. <laughs> The shits up me that film, um, the tunnel bit, isn't it? Yeah, but all of it is that it's that looming kind of despair and peril, constant peril. With it, where, where you know, no matter where you turn, you're in a you're in complete isolation and uh, always looking over your shoulder at what could be about to to launch itself upon you. And that I think, as a human in today's society. Yeah, until they invent flying sharks, it's up there. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> you know, you we build these bubbles around ourselves. You know, we've got our lives where we go to work, or you know, we've we go to the shops and stuff like that, and all that gets taken away. You know, if you're being uh, hunt, you know, hunted by uh, flesh-eating corpses. I, I don't hate on any particular. I'm not like, a, oh, it has to be a slow zombie. Or it's not a zombie film. Yeah, yeah. Because um, there are purists out there. There right? are there are some people that will literally, you know, oh god, it's <laughs> yeah. fucking ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, I, I, actually, weirdly, in this film, it kind of, and I, I don't know if it's been sort of touched on by many other zombie films, but um, it seems to me to make sense that if I turn, I would have my the muscle atrophy, etc., of a normal human being, so I could run to catch you six months down the line when I've rotted away. I'm yeah. not going to be able to do that anymore. No, that's true. I think this film raises a good point that as the zombies get older, they'd get slower, and I believe that's also a World War Z thing. Actually. From, I, from the uh, the book, the not book. the horrendous Brad Pitt um, well, the, the, poster. The, uh, we'll get on to World War Z. So that's that's one of my favourite, obviously, uh, films. Uh, Shaun of the Dead has to have a mention because it does um, the genre proud as well as being one of the funniest films ever. Shaun of the Dead does it does the thing of doing a parody of sorts. It, it, you know, it's a genre parody film, but it does it. With such love and attention, and and pays homage to to so many aspects of it. I mean, it just stands up 
as a great zombie flick or, or horror film on its own. There are genuinely scary bits in there. There are moments of peril. There's 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 emotion. There's despair. There's um, comedy. Uh, obviously, you said mentioned despair. And I think that's um, an important thing of all of zombie films is the loved one bite where you know they're going to die or turn yeah. and there's nothing you can do about it yeah. and then you just basically have to decide when you kill them. Or um, unless you chop a limb off. Yeah, that's that's happened on a that's few... That's another thing, isn't it? There's the, yeah. the, 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 the... So The Walking Dead obviously is probably the most seminal TV and comic book for, yeah. for zombies. Well, yeah, Walking Dead continues... Got off the boil a bit. It's got a bit TV. dull, hasn't it? Yeah. But I mean, in terms of bringing that genre to the to TV or mainstream television and yeah. give it with a great budget, fantastic cast. I wanted to throw another one at you, which was De- Dead Set with Charlie Brooker's um, reality TV. That was good. Yeah, Big Brother spin-off. Yeah, that was very good. Amazing. Um, with a super fast s- sprinting Davina McCall zombie, which <laughs> I think was amazing and very scary and very funny. <laughs> Okay, so in terms of genre, I mean, we can we can sing. We can uh, say the best shit out there. But I think nothing beats the book, which which was um, Max Brooks's World War Z, and he added another book as well, which was the Zombie Apocalypse Survival Guide, which is yeah, so good. But yeah, World War Z for me, I think you lent it to me a few, quite a few years ago, at least ten years ago maybe, and it, it I still go back to that book. I need to bring, I need to give it back to you at some point. Where it's gone? Um, it's such a fantastic read because it's yeah. it's. Um, if anything, this should should have been a AMC or a HBO HBO, HBO or uh, AMC serial where they concentrated on a different maybe chapter per. If, if anyone's out there that's only seen the film, yeah, forget the film instantly. Go and read the book. I've got a question for you. Why are zombie teeth so good? Surely over time they would just suck. <laughs> Well, I don't know because there's not a lot of sugar in human. No. So. Also, well, I just I, I find it hard to believe that we know how bad teeth are and how easy you know dental hygiene is difficult enough. It's a tricky thing. And also, you know, when if you are a rotting, decaying corpse, yeah, surely the first thing to, would, to go would be your gums, right? So uh, if your gums are rotting and decaying, your teeth are going to fall out. Yeah. yeah. So you're sucking, basically. Yeah. So, so you can't die of a suck, can you? From a zombie. <laughs> Just wanted to ask. Uh, yeah, I, I, I see your point. Um, they should fix that. But I don't know, though. That's the thing. So Because you get skulls. With the teeth attached. The teeth are in there. They don't fall out as soon as you pick them up, do they? But they would get tooth decay, surely. No, because no, they're not having their sugar, are they? So you're saying it's just down to what they're eating? Yeah, they're just on brains. Okay, like dogs, well dogs don't brush their teeth, do they? No. <laughs> You've got two uh, guinea pigs. Do they brush their teeth? <laughs> Not that I know of. Have their teeth fallen out? No. No. I think you've answered my question. Thank you. Should have thought about it for a little bit longer yeah. before committing it to the podcast. Don't come to me with this shit, mate. <laughs> Should we try to think if we can take something good from this film? Oh, I, I wanted to say a couple of things, which is, yeah, the, the, the film's got good intentions. We know this is a sort of political subplot going on. So I, I think that has to be applauded. And I think that the, the, the director and the writer and the, everyone involved, I think were doing everything they could to make this as good as they could 
they just it. they just went too hard too yeah. far yeah so and also i think actually some of the special effects for the zombie makeup and that is not, not bad. it's not bad it's some of the, it's up there with with everything you know, that i've been these days i mean you could go to the local corner shop and buy decent zombies. you just need a packet of ham don't you some tomato ketchup yeah smack it on there Matthew, what what um what, what did you appreciate in the film, or what was something you could take away that was positive? The acting wasn't bad mm. where it was. Yeah, as I, I think we, we we touched on this and we probably milked it a little bit too much <laughs> in the sense that uh, there was just not enough people in this film. That, that yeah. they, they they had a huge scope, huge vista, barely filled with anybody. Yeah, uh, had yeah. they tightened the vista and had the same group of people, I think it would have worked better. If they'd have managed to make it, I don't know, like Laser Quest with zombies. Yeah, <laughs> stuck him in a tiny room. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, but they could have had like a large country manor. If that would have might have been even yeah. better, because you kind of got a small cast in, you know, like a like a hunting weekend, and they go to like a murder mystery weekend, but it's with real live zombies. And yeah, my god, <laughs> what, a, what a great idea. idea! All we need now is zombies, zombies. and a country manor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh... As we do with every podcast, we like to explore potentially what other people might have had to say about the film yes so we'll do that now we will yeah so because it was so middling there was lots of sevens and fives and that's not for good reading so i ended up on youtube oh okay have you, yeah. heard, have you heard of this youtube uh no hmm? yeah, a, when i looked for this because <laughs> i just wanted to find the trailer there was like three or four versions of the whole film on there on, oh okay on so it's, yeah, it's on there so it's out there kids yeah, you watch it for free. Woo. So the first one is Dawn Sapphire Natsuga. Ooh. Ooh. She liked it. The movie is very nice. It's so scary. Dark Knight. Must have gotten here early for that username. Yeah. Oh no. I think this trailer is a strong spoiler for those who haven't watched it. I think the part... And then he just goes on for spoilers. <laughs> right. I think the part where the zombies attack the visitors shouldn't be uncovered here. Truly a spoiler. You, you can't... You can't go into this film no. about a zombie thing without knowing that maybe there's going to be a bit of a zombie attack at well, some Well, I mean, point. in, in, the, in the, um, the prelude... What did he of... think this film was about? Like a nice holiday? No. Then um, Baggy Whiskers. This is basically the same movie as Dead Island. Dead Island wasn't a movie. No. no. But that's good that he's picked up on what I said. Yeah, it's wow. good, isn't it, Chris? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Equally it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Papa John. Oh, the Papa John. I, I can only assume he is. Um, came off from baking some pizzas. <laughs> well, this backfired. And I don't mean, I don't know if he meant like the film in general, in the whole entirety of the film, or if he just meant like, you know, the ooh, premise. Going on holiday. Yeah, going on holiday with zombies backfired. Well, we knew it would. If you want to read more reviews, if you would. I've got another one. Do it. This is a 10 out of 10. Oh. This is a good movie. The producer wanted a Jurassic Park-like movie with zombies instead of dinosaurs. Zombies? Zombies. <laughs> they. This, I love the use of succinct full stops in yes. this. I'm going to um, read it as you would an old telegraph. Oh. Do you know when you have to say the stops? Yes, yes. Just so that, just so the, the, the overuse. So we can, we can appreciate yeah. it. This is a good movie. Stop. The producer wanted a Jurassic Park-like movie with zombies instead of dinosaurs. Stop. They succeeded. Stop. I won't bore you with what this movie's about. More than that. Dot. Stop. I was impressed by the acting. Stop. Most B-flicks have actors with poor skills. Stop. These actors act as if they were in a big-budget blockbuster. Stop. No phoning it in. No. No. (laughs) 
Yes. Comma. Went crazy. In the resort, stop. <laughs> Character development happens when the action takes place and there's no boring first half hour. Stop. Thank you for that. Exclamation mark. Oh. This is how an action movie should be. Dot, dot, dot. Just enough character development as we go along so we care about the characters and still to get to real by the action. The location, brackets, Philippines. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. It's not the Philippines. No. It's Mallorca. The location, Philippines. The location, Philippines. And props are interesting and engaging. He's engaged by the props, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever watched a film and been engaged by the props? No, I don't. No, I don't you know. Sure. Yeah, I'm trying to think of what I could watch and be engaged with the props would be. Ten out of ten, yeah. Ten out of ten. He Fair loved it to him. He liked it. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's nice to have some contrast. Well, as you say, there's lots of reviews that seem to find it meh. Yeah, and, and stumbling across it on Netflix sometimes, you just something. It's like Netflix and chilling <laughs> it. You just chill out by watching. We're, we're never doing that, Chris. What is it? Oh, Not what, again. What do you mean? It's just Netflix and chillers when you put Netflix on and you chill out watching a film or a programme, right? Mm. Well, before we go or we discuss the next film that we're going to choose, I wanted to just to ask you Ooh. what your zombie apocalypse plan would be. Staying in the bunker. <laughs> well, we're in, we know we're in the perfect situation. Yeah, here. but if I was at home... Yeah, if you're at home, not in the bunker, because we come here once a week I or once a week. I think I alluded to this earlier. I'd, I'd probably shut the door. I'd wear a neck brace... Because yeah. as we know, those sneaky ninja zombies come out of your neck, jump out from you know behind yeah. the curtains and grab your neck. Um, I wouldn't sit next to what I thought was a corpse, uh, which is uh, quite often what happens. Yeah, it's only he's dead. There's a dead person. I'm just going to go and rummage in his pockets, put my neck very close to his face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wouldn't do that. No, I'd probably have to work on my cardio a bit. I think about this more than I should. Yes, it does. As a grown man, yeah. forty. I, I think about what I would do in these situations far too much that, that is healthy. Yeah, right? do, I, do you know, I've gone as far as... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm to this. I've gone as far as of thinking at length about, like, if there was, like, a crowd of zombies at the door... Uh, yeah. As I said, they're probably not going to get in because, you know, double glazing. Double glazing. And bricks, you know. Yeah. Um, and you know we're, we're England. We don't have a huge amount of weaponry available to no. us. But you know, in my mind, it, they are either old zombies from fast zombies, but they're slow. Uh, yeah, hopefully they are. So my my plan would be to um, tie <laughs> tie something around a microwave and just drop it repeatedly out of a window. <laughs> <laughs> Right. It doesn't have to be a microwave, though, does it? For some reason, in my mind, it's always a microwave. It's a microwave. I mean, it could be that paint pot. But it just needs to be something with Home Alone style. Yeah. (laughs) He would be amazing. Yeah, I can just see you doing it, sorry, with a smile on your face. Letting it go, pulling it up again. And then then letting it go. Downstairs. Have you seen the microwave anywhere? (laughs) No. (laughs) As you're just getting on with your normal lives in a zombie apocalypse situation. For me, I think I I think about it as well. Obviously, I've got quite a good loft space, but we live fairly close to a a shop, (laughs) Um, so you know I could always run next door and grab some supplies if I needed to. Yeah. Um, No one else is going to think of that, Chris. No, no. You're going to be. Everyone's going to be home going, "What should we do for um, food later?" And you'll be like, "Hold on." I'll pop into the shops. I'm more inclined to just kill myself, to be honest with you. Ooh, dark. Yeah, because <laughs> um, 
it's it just seems like a complete waste of time trying to stay alive in that situation. I don't know, it's been proven with the resort. I mean, there, there is a but there the is stacked after. against you. If you eventually, after. well, if if the dead don't get you, the lawless society that is created as a because of the vacuum of you know. But you could be the next Negan. I haven't got it in me to be a Negan. I I, I am Negan. Negan didn't think he did either. No, he's just probably just a used car salesman or something. Yeah. He probably wrote messages for greetings cards or something like that. He had a very nice life. Roses are red, violets are blue. blue. Fuck you. Fuck you all. <laughs> I'm going to hit you with a baseball bat until your brains come out. Yeah, okay, so it's my turn for the next choice. And I'm going to go with something slightly different, another genre, if I may, if that's okay with you, Matthew. It's fine with me. So we're going to go for Gods of Egypt. Gods of Egypt. Yeah. Swords, sandals. Yeah, that and all of the, of the kin. Uh, what's, five, what's the rating? It's like? five point four, so it's it's in the right shite bracket. <laughs> okay, so I look is it, forward is it to eighteen. Is it fifteen? A PG. It's um, does not. It's a PG thirteen. Wow. Yeah. Well, you just got to look at the cast: Gerald Butler, and it kind of says it all because obviously he hasn't done a good film since P.S. I Love You. So, as I mentioned previously in other podcasts, we do have a Facebook page and we have a Twitter handle. So, if you'd like to get involved and talk to us about... We very nearly have a website as well. Yeah, it's, it's all kicking off on social media. Um, so, come and join us as we talk about the shittest movies uh, committed to celluloid. Uh, and we want to hear from you as well. So, if you've got any ideas of movies that we can review in future podcasts, that'd be great. Let's talk about shit films together. Like a help group. Yes, because there are some good ones out there. Please. But mainly Please there's one. <laughs> ones. Um, so thanks again for having me, Matthew. You're welcome. And until next time, cheerio. Perfect. Yeah, bye. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.